What do you think of when you hear the words Hollywood? It elicits so much visualization, emotion, ideas beyond comprehension. Hollywood is such a weighted word. So when Jen Boyce told me she was starting a company called Hollywood Prep to consult and coach and give information to actors and actors and their parents, young people aspiring to be in entertainment, I thought, wow, that's a loaded word and that's a loaded job. Jen Boyce, with 30 years of practical experience as an on-camera talent agent, which means primarily working with commercial actors of all ages and types, has decided that she no longer wants to be pitching. She wants to be coaching. She wants to be helping. She wants to be nurturing. So she's now offering workshops, one-on-one coaching sessions, and she's my guest today on my podcast, Passion to Power. So take a listen and write everything down. She's got kernels of gold. Welcome to Passion to Power with your host, Michelle Zeitlin. She's a creative producer who quote-unquote wears many hats. She's also a talent and literary manager and founded the company Morzap Productions and Management. She develops people and projects across all media. Her guests encompass the gamut, from artists to authors, actors to activists. Please welcome Michelle Zeitlin, Passion to Power. So why don't we do a three-time commercial read of your name? Oh. <laughs> like three different ways? Yep. Okay. Oh, I always hated being on camera. Jen Boyce. Jen Boyce. Jen Boyce. Instead yes. of Jen Boyce, you're like Jen Boyce. Jen. Because I'm Jen first. Boyce is my married name. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I will always be Jen. You were a commercial agent when I was working, uh, was it with Savage? Mm-hmm. What's the Savage agency? And now you have pivoted and you have your own business. Yes. Could you tell us what you're doing now and also what you're offering to actors as opposed to representing them as an agent, what kind of services and advice you're now offering? So um, I basically, in- taking all of my knowledge from the last 30 years of being an agent and working with actors and developing actors. And I'm now sharing that with people um, as part of my business, you know, rather than because agents and managers are really busy and they don't have, especially agents, they do not have that time to hold hands talk them through everything, you know, answer all those questions. And as you know, when you're new in the business, this is all foreign. It's like learning a foreign language and it's so much information and, you know, agents don't have time to like run you through it. And, um, you know, I did as much as I could as an agent. Um, and I just decided that during the pandemic, I realized I wasn't loving being an agent anymore, but I wanted to still work with talent because I loved that part of it. love the hand-holding. I love the guiding and the mentoring and cheering them on and letting them know you're on the right path, keep going, or, you know, let's work on these things. Um, And so that's why I decided to come up with the Hollywood Prep, because I thought there's nothing like this out there. And there's so many actors and parents that need this, you know, just need that guidance. And 
you know, agents and managers just don't have that kind of time. So I'm really excited because this is sort of my favorite part of the job. My other favorite part was, of course, telling people when they book something. So I'll miss that. <laughs> but I can help them hopefully get there sooner and more stress free and kind of feel more confident in their choices and what they're doing. You know, I hated to see parents throwing their money away on bad classes, bad photos, bad advice, you know. Um, and as a parent, um, you know, you always wonder if you're doing the right thing. Like, am I doing enough? Am I pushing enough? Am I pushing too much, you know? Because um, I know I do that with my own daughter, even though she's not in the industry. It's like, is she in the right dance class? Should I have her in another dance class, you know? <laughs> always striving for perfection. So, um, uh, so, you know, I just love that I can help parents that way and they can, they can come to me and know that they're getting good advice. You know, like parents are just seeking advice and they're asking a lot of times the wrong people or people who have good intentions, but don't know what they're talking about, you know, and I've literally seen it all probably in 30 years. So, <laughs> Creatives can be in tech, they can be in publishing, they can be in graphic design, um, they can be behind the cameras, directors, they can be producers, they can be writers, not just the on-camera talent. So um, the lens for my podcast is, is really broad. And when you say, oh, agents and managers, you know, um, they don't have as much time. Certainly you emphasize agents don't have the time to educate and take someone by the hand. Let me sort of interject what I think that means and then maybe you can um, sure. agree or disagree. So being uh, that I was on both sides of the table, I've been an agent and I've been a manager. The manager, in my opinion, is looking at the full arc of a career, a developmental career umbrella. And so when I work with my clients and I don't work with many kids anymore, but I have as an agent, I look for the right representation in different categories, whether it's someone who wants to do on camera commercials or theatrical work, more film and television acting. And then if they're a dancer specialist, we specialize with a dance agency or a sports agency or a voiceover agency. And my clients cover the gamut. They're doing all of the different projects. And I think when you're new, First of all, it's overwhelming learning how people are looking at you as a talent, what they're looking for. And then there's such a, a huge community being submitted for every project. And so it can feel overwhelming because you feel like a teeny, teeny little minnow in a huge pond of sharks. On top of that, we have pivoted from the old days of submissions by hand to mostly digital. So in the last 15 years, it might be longer breakdowns that describe every project that's being uh, cast are now all digital submissions. We call this the breakdowns. And then there's casting networks, um, LA casting, and that's how a lot of commercial talent is submitted to the casting directors who are then submitting to their ad agency producers, the ad agency execs, and then finally the brands. So there are a lot of steps in terms of the lines and a lot of people involved with making decisions that's part of the educational process is that what you would talk about yes yes exactly you know it's hard because you don't understand how it does work right i've had clients who were going to leave me because they weren't booking 
and they submitted to a friend of mine and the friend called me and said, hey, do you know so-and-so is looking for rep? Um, because actors, that's what we do. So just beware, we all talk. Um, and it wasn't, it was a good thing because I, uh, I was able to call the mom and say, hey, I understand you're looking for new rep, why? And she says, well, we're not booking. We thought if we went to so-and-so that we would start to book. And I said, no, but I'm doing my job. I'm getting you auditions. You're not getting callbacks or bookings. And that's something that we need to look at for you. I've told you to get into these classes and that the boys need to be doing these things. And she was like, oh, I just thought we'd go somewhere else and start booking. So there's a lot of times like where I feel like parents don't understand the business and then don't communicate with their agents well. So like one of the services that I'm offering also is like, let's navigate, helping navigate your relationship with your representation, you know, because they hear from all the other parents, right? Oh, I had 10 auditions. How many did you have her? Oh, I went out on this project, you know, and then I would get the phone call. I'm exactly like this girl. Why isn't my daughter on this? And I would say, because they're looking for a redhead and you're a brunette. She goes, oh, I said, so you're not exactly like her. You don't have the exact same resume. You don't have the exact same look. So, you know, and things like that irritate agents, <laughs> you know, whereas you could just say, hey, I heard about this project. You know, I don't know if I'm right or not, um, but I heard about it from a friend. I'd, we'd love to go on it if we're right for it, right? That's even sometimes a little bit, you know, can push an agent the wrong way or a manager. Cause you think, well, you know, people would say to me, did you see this breakdown? And I was like, of course I saw it. This is what I do. I look at breakdowns all day long. Because I'm not making money until you make, you make money. And although I love what I do, I have a mortgage, I have a child, I want to go on vacation and I have to pay for those things. And the way that I pay for those things is by getting my clients working, you know? And so and sometimes parents just don't understand that, you know, they get caught up in everything and they, so I'm hoping that with my services, they can come to me and say, these are the things that are going on in my relationship with my manager or my agent, um, you know, and I can say to them, they're, you're, you're overreacting or, you know, let's take a closer look at it. Let's talk about it. This is why this is happening and hopefully put their minds at ease. Cause I find that sometimes actors or parents make, a decision to leave somebody and they really shouldn't be leaving them because the agent's doing what they're supposed to be doing but you know but they don't understand that and they don't communicate with the agent and say i have questions like i'm concerned that maybe um you know maybe we're not working well together or whatever you know and they just leave and then the agent a lot of times as an agent i would be like i didn't even know there was a problem i thought they were happy and then I lose somebody that I really loved because the parent wouldn't have a conversation with me where I could explain what's going on in the career and why certain things may be happening, you know? It's really why a lot of agents love having a manager represent the talent and bring them talent through a manager because we're sort of that first step of yeah. all that down, that information. And you skipped over something that's really important. You said, I don't make money if they don't make money. Well, see, a lot of people don't understand that because if yeah. you're putting in a nine to five job, aren't you getting a salary? Well, a lot of agents work on a commission strictly. Now, some have a base 
salary plus a commission, or they split the commission with the agency that's giving them the office and the ability to submit. My clients were surprised to hear that I pay for the breakdowns. They yeah. thought, oh, well, why, why aren't I getting in? Well, first of all, I have the privilege to submit by paying $256 a month for a single desk. I'm paying that to the company that's then executing those breakdowns. Their staff is breaking down a script and creating those descriptions and then facilitating the service of taking that submission to each individual that needs to see that. And now we do those through EcoCasts where very often talent is taping at home and they have to learn how to do that. That's a whole other learning curve. Yeah. You mean I'm not going to a casting office and they're setting up the camera and telling me what to do? Oh, I have to learn technology. And let me tell you, it's not just parents of small kids. I had yeah. a called me just before we started our conversation, who's in her 50s. She was pretty much a big star in the 80s. And she's having a learning curve of what? I have to learn how to edit. My kids have to teach me how to use the computer in ways I've never used it. And it is completely overwhelming for my clients. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I had to learn how to use Instagram reels. Okay. I, one, I hate being on camera. So um, I, I'm a little camera shy and I had to record myself, edit myself, put music to it, add a caption, add all the hashtags, all of that stuff and upload it. And that was a big deal for me, you yep. know, and I was like, and I, I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it because it's part of my job now, you know, like I, and if I want to be successful, I got to do it. And so I got myself a social media coach because I'm not very good at social media at all. She was amazing. Um, and she set me up for success. So, um, you know, I'm super thankful for that. But if, if it wasn't, if I didn't have her, my social media would not look the way it does. It would not have the content that it has because I didn't, I just didn't know. And you I know. probably wouldn't have found you again because it was because of your social media that I Thank went, you. oh, Jen started a business. We should talk <laughs> about this. And, you know, I have PR people pitching me their people all day long. So it's really nice when I find someone I know trying something new. And it's because I'm all day long on social media. Yes. Yes. So it is very important, not only for our clients to be on social media, but we have to learn how to use all these new technologies. And yeah. then, of course, we're not the TikTok generation. And, yeah. you know, that used to be something else and Ely before that. And, you know, so, um, yeah, technology is important for the kids and the parents. In general, it's the kids teaching the parents these days yes. how to do those things. But what the kids can't teach themselves is how to act well yes. to secure a job you have to be in class and it's great that you have those resources from years of being an agent you know who is teaching whom and which teachers and coaches are beneficial to which students because there are different kinds of learners yes absolutely there's not one shoe that fits all it's just like representation like there's not one manager that's great for everyone. There's not one agent that's great for everyone. Um, you know, so, and it's the same thing with acting classes with photographers, you know, and it's, you know, I've had a lot of parents come to me and go, oh, well, I'm going to shoot with uh, Brad Pitt's photographer. And I was like, no, why are you going to spend over a thousand dollars on photos if Brad Pitt shot with a Brad Pitt could be a stick figure on a piece of paper and they would call him in, you know, like, you don't need to spend a thousand dollars and go to Brad Pitt's photographer because they're not going to be the headshots that I need. 
you know, they're gonna be beautiful pictures that you could put on your mantle, but it's not gonna be what I need to submit you and be successful. You know, um, and sometimes not parents think- the price point, it's the variety of photographers. So there are people yeah. who specialize in product photography. They send all day long, they're taking pictures of apples to get that <laughs> perfect shine or a box of Cheerios. They're not necessarily the best people to shoot people. No. And then there are great photographers who know how to do a great three-quarter shot, but maybe don't, maybe don't know how to shoot an athlete or a dancer. So you want yes. to go to those photographers that specialize. Mm -hmm. And then different agents even have different yes. you know, opinions about the kinds, what kind of background do you like? a blurry plant background do you like a plain white background are you against yeah. a popping color and every agent i work with has a different opinion yep every agent has their own that's why i always sort of say to people don't spend a fortune on your photos until you get an agent or a manager because chances are they're going to go i hate your photos i need you to reshoot so to try to get like something that's good that you can use to get to an agent but not spend a fortune because chances are you're going to have to reshoot I mean, I didn't submit my entire roster. I always was very thoughtful. And I can remember getting lots of <laughs> notes from like Chris Nicolau back in the day saying, agents, stop submitting your entire roster. I'm not going to look at them, you know? And early on in my career, when I was just starting out, we were still hand pulling pictures <laughs> and stapling resumes. Um, I remember one of my casting friends called me and he was like, uh, he was doing a Mattel commercial and it was when it was still union and it was six to eight year old girls. Right. And he said, um, he said to me, how many, he says, how many people did you submit? And I said, I submitted nine because I had nine girls that I felt really strongly about. And it was all ethnicities. And he goes, how many people do you think your friends submitted? And I said, I don't know, maybe 15. He goes, 36. And he goes, I'm not even gonna look at his because I think he just threw everybody in there and you gave me a thoughtful like submission. And so, and so that really stuck with me of like, oh, I'm glad I'm being so thoughtful about what I'm, who I'm submitting on which projects, um, because people are, that casting's gonna notice that, you know, I, there used to be all those notes saying, agents, stop having your assistants do the submissions, do your own submissions, you know, stop having them submit everybody. And, um, and that was a real, I think it was Chris Nicolau again. <laughs> um, particular. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot of them that are like, don't submit them if they don't have a resume. I'm not even going to look at them, which fair enough. Like when you're, when you're casting something, especially a commercial that moves so quickly and you're getting three to 5,000 photos per role, why would you even look at somebody who didn't have the time to put their resume on? Like as an actor, it's like sort of like going to an audition and showing up naked. Like you just decided I'm gonna go, but I'm not really gonna go the way they asked me to. I'm just gonna show up, you know? Being prepared. Yeah, and, and I just think, and it always shocked me. I'm like, this is a business. This is your passion. This is, you want this job, right? Why would you not do exactly what they asked you to do to get the job? Like I would say to somebody, okay, they want you to go in, in a suit. All right, I'm going to go in jeans and a t-shirt. I don't wear a suit. And I'm like, 
you're not going to book the job. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm even giving you the audition. Very well said, and it's great. And, and you know what, if I didn't do my job so well, I would send all my clients to you because I think um, everybody needs Thank to you. learn this. Yeah, and, and, and they need to have those explanations. And, and I know from working with you that you're a dynamic agent. You, you mentioned Nicolau, Knowles. Clearly, you know everybody by name. This is a relationship business, everybody. Yes. And it is our duty as talent representatives to know the, the, the community and we have to earn their respect and they have to earn our respect. And every agent has those secret names that they will not divulge that person or persons who drives us crazy because they're sticklers about something or they don't do such and such or they don't like such and such. And that's our job to learn yes. and pass that. And I know when I was an agent, I had one particular agent that just was like you know the grill but you know <laughs> I won her over um, yes. you need, and, and when you represent an agency you're not just working for yourself you're working for the bottom line and mm -hmm. uh, it's very important that you do your job well as an employee not just as a independent contractor and many agents will be independent contractors within an agency and some are employees so that's a whole other batch of information that we could teach you but for the age for the agent teaching the actor, I think this is a great bridge that you mm -hmm. offer, Chen. It's really super. Now you have your um, you have your QR code right there on your screen. So does that mean that most of your work is now virtual? Most of it is, um, which is really kind of great too, because now I can reach people in everywhere, all over the country. You know, and I feel like it's really the people also out of town that really need that help because in you know Iowa who are you going to ask you know I mean and no offense if there's somebody in Iowa that really knows what they're talking about <laughs> but you know um there's those parents that are out of town or actors that are out of town that are trying to figure out should I come into LA should I not come into LA when should I come into LA you know what should I do to be prepared to come in and that's where I can come in and, you know, um, I'm working with someone in Chicago right now, a 21 year old um, who's done Second City, but it was during COVID. So it was all virtual. So it's not quite the same experience. And his dad's like, I want to support him, but I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. So could you, so he booked a session for me to work with his son. And um, I said, what's your goal? And he says, I want to be on TV. I want to be in films. And I said, okay, well, eventually you're going to need to be in LA. Let's try to find you local rep. Let's try to get you in some classes online. And then let's figure out, can you come to LA for a block of time? Because even though everything is still um, virtual and online, I do feel like there's nothing better than being in an acting class in person. And the best, some of the best acting classes are here. You know, yes, I think it's great for him to take them online, you know, while he's in Chicago and, and work that muscle and get that training and sort of, you know, build his comfort level and also sort of him trying to figure out who he is as an actor, you know, because I think it's really important for actors to find what their niche is. What's your niche? You know, like, I have friends who are like, well, I'm an actor, I can play anything. I'm like, okay, maybe, yes. But in the real world, on TV, in commercials, you're a type, 
right? So what's your type? And I think actors, when they're starting out, have a hard time really like honing in on what that is. But once they figure it out, then it's like click. And then they start to book, 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 because they know, oh, I'm, I'm the douchebag boss. You know, I'm the, the uh, you know, the conservative Republican type. Um, and I'm just referring to a friend of mine who, he, when he first, when I first started working with him, he was like, I'm an actor, I can be anything. I'm a surfer, I'm a skater, I can do this, I can do that. And I was like, okay. And then like three years, two and a half years into working with him, he cut all his hair off and he suddenly looked like, uh, like a young Republican. And he was like, that's my type. I'm the douchebag boss. I'm the, 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 the really conservative, comedic Republican guy, you know? He's like, that's what I am. And as soon as he figured that out, it was like, boom, he just started booking, 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 booking. And ever since then, everybody knows him as that type. And they're like, oh yeah, let's bring him Let's in. get him. Yeah, not that he will never play another role, but he knows where he is. So he can focus on that and really, you know, rather than actors trying to be like, well, I could be this and I could be that. It's like, just find out what your niche is and let's do that. And then when you become a huge star like Tom Hanks, you can be whatever you want to be. Um, I also offer like sort of career coaching and like, you know, meeting with them and, you know, talking about like, what is your type? What's your character? What do your headshots look like? What's your resume look like? Um, what do your self tapes look like? Um, and what acting classes are you in? What are you doing to be proactive in your career, right? You can't just go, oh, I have an agent and a manager. I'm done. I'm going to wait for the phone to ring. Those days are gone. <laughs> and they have been for quite a while. I feel like, you know, you need to be networking. You need to be creating your own content or, you know, just working with other creative people um, I think also just to keep your creative juices flowing, you know, otherwise, like if you have an audition once a week and, or even once every three weeks, it's like I'm acting, but then you're rusty because you haven't done it. You haven't been working that muscle for three weeks, you know, you've sort of been out of it. Um, also like navigating their relationship with their representation um, and sort of guiding them in that way and letting them know this is the way the business works or these are the things you should be working on you bring another point up my clients often think if i'm submitting them they will get the audition but you explained very well that because of the digital world it is easier for someone to see more people faster unfortunately that also means they do see more people quicker so that little one inch by one inch headshot on their computer doesn't always tell the story when it's an eight by 10. Yes. And then they, if, if you're lucky, they look at their profile and they go, oh, special skills. Oh, they can juggle and ride a unicycle and speak French. That's really cool. Cause that, those are really interesting things I'd love for this Verizon spot, right? Yes. But, but that's the extra work that a lot of people aren't gonna put in. Yeah. So when you could have a hundred qualified actors that could take a day to audition that's a real benefit to a casting director who's got a really really strict schedule and you don't want to upset a casting director because they're not the person that's giving you the job they're just another person that has to please their client yeah. who they've been hired by and they're getting paid a day rate they're not yeah. getting paid commission they're yeah. getting a flat fee so they don't honestly care 
<laughs> and if they make you, and if you make them look bad, then they're not going to call your people in. The other thing that's so key is confirmations and reading your audition notices. Right. It blows my mind. You know, like when when we would send out auditions, because um, when I when I was running the youth department over at KMR, um, I would see all the auditions and of the theatrical, the commercial, everything. And so we would highlight and put in red, this is the type of link you need to have. This is what you need to do. This is all of the shots they want. And it would come back incorrect. And it just blew my mind. It's, there's nothing else I could do. It's highlighted, it's written in red, it's mentioned several times, and you still ignored the direction. And I think at a certain point we go, you know what, they're not booking anyways, forget that. We're gonna drop that because you can't take direction. I was always very hands-on with my clients because I like to know them, but that's what I think made me good as an agent because I knew what was going on. So when I was pitching them, even if they, you know, like I had this little girl who came in from New Orleans. She was sick. She'd never done anything. So cute. And um, she loved plants. And her mom was like, oh, yeah, I'm not kidding. She loves her plants. She goes, I had to bring three on the plane. She brought three plants with her when she came out for a couple months for pilot season. And it was the cutest thing ever. And so when I pitched her, I used to use that. And they'd be like, oh, my God, I love that. I want to see her. But if I never talked to her and never saw her, how would I know that? It's the you stories. Know, yeah, it's the stories that get them interested in seeing somebody that's never done anything before. Absolutely. Other than that, she's in a sea of cute kids. Like, why does she stand out? Because she loved plants, and she would and she would talk about her plants. Oh, this one's Lucy, and this one's this. You know. So funny because just this week, one of the new actors I brought aboard, who I am developing, said, "I'm a plant daddy." And he's turning 25 and he said, I'm, I said, tell me something that nobody knows about you. Don't tell me what you did last week, what you're working on. Tell me a funny story. He goes, I'm a plant daddy. Oh, I love that. And so we both sang Suddenly Seymour, you know, together. <laughs> like it's, it's those little like tidbits that make them stand out from other people Absolutely. that make them real. Because as you know, like I always hate when I meet an actor and they're like, I love acting. Well, what else do you like to do? Well, I just act a lot. Okay. You know, I write scripts and I do this and I'm like, ugh, I'm instantly out. Right. You know, like I could care less. Like, I want you to be focused on acting, but right. I need you have to a have life. a life. <laughs> because if you don't have a life, you have nothing to bring to your reads, right? So it's so important Especially to have in commercials. Yes. Because, you know, if, if you get copy as an actor, you hopefully can immerse yourself into that character and you can do everything from a Greek Greek tragedy to Shakespeare to a contemporary comedy, but you are still starting with you, who you are. And we recently did a workshop uh, with my clients with Zora de Horder. And she said, a monologue is something where you start with you and then you broaden from you. But don't start from an abstract place, start from you. And in commercials, it's all you. It's yes. copy and what you bring to it of your essence. Yes. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what's all. cool about commercials is that you yeah. can discover so many new faces who might not break into the theatrical world as quickly because it's sort of the everyman. Right. Right. And the other thing is, is like how many people have been discovered from a fantastic commercial spot? You remember you know? that? This is because they're in your living room every night. Right.
I've seen so many breakdowns come out over the years. It's like, who's the redhead in the Verizon spot? Who's this in this spot? Who's this in this? Please contact, you know, such and such casting office. And it's always I got an the one. Same way. I was the I was the hero in Del Taco. <laughs> and an ad agency put out who's the girl in the Del Taco commercial and they brought me in. What's funny is by this time I was a redhead and they were so in love with me as a brunette they couldn't see past that. It was so funny. So and I did like getting that next spot. Are you kidding me? You can dye my hair. So put a rinse in it, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know how many clients I've had to have a rinse in their hair, you know, it's, yeah, it's not so. do or die, it's do or D-Y-E. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, so as we wrap up, because we have covered so much, um, Jen, how do people find out about you? And now that you have a magnificent social media presence, share with us Thank how you. people can find you. So I'm, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at The Hollywood Prep. Um, and then uh, my website is uh, thehollywoodprep.com. All right, Jen. So Jen Voice. And the project is called The Hollywood Prep. That's your company. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody that you heard Jen on Passion to Power, the podcast available on Apple. It's available on Spotify. It's available at all the indies. It's produced through Anchor FM. And I thank you so much, Jen, for being a participant fun. and a guest today. Yes, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I get to see you one, one of these days soon. <laughs> We're going to have that coffee talk. I would love that. All right. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So thanks very much for listening to this episode and please share all the episodes with your friends and colleagues. We appreciate your ratings and comments on Apple Podcasts and on social media. If you'd like more information about our programs and our special people and projects, please access www.morezap.com, More Zap Productions for Talent and Literary. And if you'd like to book a special one-on-one -on -one coaching or a group clinic or workshop, please access passion-power.com and you can fill out our form there and make a request. Thanks again. Thank you.